Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Limitless Being podcast. I am Danielle, your host, here to be a guide for you on this journey of life. This is a space cultivated with the intentions of connection, vulnerability, spirituality, limitless knowledge, explorative conversations, loving guidance, and so, so much more. I'm here to spread love while activating freedom within the collective consciousness. I'm a digital nomad and entrepreneur and a magnetic spiritual being here to help you activate your power to cultivate the life of your dreams. This container I have created is an incredibly safe space for us to have these conversations which lead us toward liberation, acceptance, and radical love of self. If you have found this podcast, it's by no accident. You've been guided here because there's a part of you who's ready to stop making excuses and live the life you've imagined. So join me here every Thursday. Welcome back to the podcast listeners. Today I have an incredibly special guest. She's a sister. I think of you as a goddess incarnate. Your power is so pure. Um, A sister, a lover, a partner, a daughter, an entrepreneur and a bright light on this planet. You are such an inspiration through being so empowered empowered with yourself and embodying that empowerment for others, especially other women, as you are an incredible advocate for women, for the divine feminine, and for you know people on this planet that feel like they don't have a voice. You are the voice and the advocate for those individuals as well. So thank you so much for being here today, Claire and Natalia. I know you as Claire, of course. We have been friends for many, many years. And, you know, because of my lifestyle, I feel like a lot of the women in my life, obviously right now, like we're at a distance, but we always find a way to circle back to each other and... I also want to say this, you are such a fucking powerhouse. Like the women in my life and you included, obviously, I can't wait to get us all together in the same room because we are just, oh my God, you, yes, yes. I'm manifesting that for my birthday, but you are such a powerhouse. You are so incredible. So thank you for being here and sharing your magic. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm so excited. And like we were saying right before it recorded, like I'm just excited to explore with this, you know, mm-hmm. however long we're going to be on here, explore kind of what it brings to us. And I just know both you and I move with intuition. And we're going to yeah. trust that whatever comes up is like what we need to talk about. And I'm really, really excited. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of, um, I mean, to be vulnerable, we, we talked about this before even entering into this recording. Um, we really wanted to just open the space for vulnerability and showing up as we are, what we're feeling, what we've been working through, what we've been processing. I know that you're going through something very difficult right now. And I also know that though it might not be something in like the, my physical life internally, there's been a lot of energetic, emotional challenges and we're not alone in the kind of chaos that we might be experiencing right now so knowing the medicine and vulnerability why don't you share with us where you're at and share share your heart so we can love you as a community for that thank you i've Mm -hmm. 
desperately been like, you know, clinging on to my community during this time. Um, it's a very heavy, heavy thing that I'm going through right now. Um, would you like me to like share? You know, yeah, of course. What it is like specifically. So, um, mm-hmm. I just want to preface all this by offering a couple trigger warnings to you and our listeners. Um, trigger warning SA and trigger warning uh, death, unfortunate, and trigger warning knife stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, one of my very, very dear friends, her name is Lauren Heike. Um, she, we worked together at True North. One of the jobs that I do, I, I'm doing so many things all the time, but you know, one career that I have right now is being a beverage cart girl and it's a great job in itself, but the people that I've worked with, I've really had an opportunity to like develop a smaller sisterhood, you know, with them because Mm -hmm. it is all women. We are all dealing with the same things out there and it's just important to like be able to relate to one another so deeply like that. Great. And uh, Lauren was one of my dearest friends. And um, this, like, this is so scary and, like, triggering for me and, like, the other women that I've shared with because this directly affects, like, all women, Um, Mm. you know, specifically younger women, independent women, because my dear friend Lauren was out on a morning walk, which is, like, so scary because I walk all the time. It's where I've found so much positivity and empowerment and like really just allowing myself to like ground when I need to and I try and get out every single day. Um, She was walking in a very populated area in North Scottsdale, you know, well, well, like a frequently Very known as safe populated area as well. North Scottsdale is very quote unquote safe. Right. Very. It's very, for those that that don't uh, reside in Arizona or really know about North Scottsdale, it's one of the more affluent areas in in the state, really, in metropolitan Phoenix, and um, very, very low crime. Mm -hmm. And this is just extra, extra shocking because of that. So she was walking to go get her morning coffee or just on a walk, and some man attacked her from behind. And um, raped her <clears throat> and then killed her. And oh my goodness. I, it's like it's the most awful thing that like anybody could imagine. And I feel mm. it's like such a weird thing because you know we as women growing up in this society we have to inform ourselves about all of these stories, all of the potential scenarios for what is going to happen to us when we leave the safety of our own home. And unfortunately, even in some cases, the safety of our own home isn't even enough. Um, But, you know, we are confronted with having to think about these things every single time we walk out the door and to just, you know, I've listened to like crime podcasts and all that stuff because it is an interest of mine, but it also is a way that I will like gather more tools and more information to carry with myself as I move forward through this world as a young woman, as somebody who enjoys spending time alone. Um, and it's just scary because she, like nobody deserves anything like that. Nobody deserves anything like that. And it's so closely related to us because I, I know how, how much like walking and being outside you know, means to a lot of people. 
and that's Thank home you. for us that's home for us and and of course she was a part of your home and I'm not I may not know who she is individually but it's not about the individual it's about the collect not just about the individual sorry of no. course it's about her but it's also about everything that this is bringing up for all of us as women that it's it's striking to me it's shocking to me I didn't I didn't know that this was the story I thought it was um I just assumed that she might have taken her own own life I don't know why I didn't even know the the lengths or the details of this story at all so first I want to say thank you for sharing this because this this is this needs to be heard not to incite fear not to say look over your shoulder every single second but what this is bringing up for for us and for us as a community which we'll dive deeper into and like speaking about that it has i i have been through a good amount of grief in my life and you know my father passed away very very suddenly and incredibly unexpected similarly to this when you were like the unexpected what was that when you were 13 or 14 how old were you 12 12 12. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, so it's, it's been interesting, like going through the grief process, which we know is not a linear process. And I feel like that is definitely like, I have been experiencing it's incredible up and downs, like minute to minute, pretty much. Like I could be happy and like, you know, either, thinking about her and thinking about all the wonderful things that she brought to my life and everybody else's life with her pure mm-hmm. existence. Um, or I could, you know, be in a moment when like, I'm not thinking about that and dealing, you know, with that comes with some guilt feeling like, Oh, I'm enjoying my life. I'm happy right now. when something so tragic happened, like they're, you know, just dealing with mm-hmm. the guilt and the shame and anger and deep, deep sadness Um, and like longing for her and dealing with all those emotions, like I said, just so quick and so up and down, it's, it's exhausting. Like grief is exhausting, but I have found, you know, through this myself and the other women I work with, we have become a lot closer. And that's just like another beauty of sisterhood and, you know, really being intentional about our community and being vulnerable and opening up with the members that are, you know, in our community, whether or not, they're really close because I would consider, you know, most of the women that I work with like friends, but we're not like super, super close, but that's okay. Like you don't need extreme closeness to share invulnerability with people, which mm. is like something that I really want people to understand mm-hmm. so the community aspect of this, you know, and just allowing myself, which has been something we'll talk about, like allowing myself to lean on other people for help and like asking for help is not something that I'm really comfortable with. And it's in this relationship, this wonderful, beautiful relationship I'm in, I'm really learning how to do that. So being able to have a partner that is so strong and supportive that encourages me to not put all of this on my plate and like realize that I don't have to go through this alone, that I can share with him and my mom and my friends and stuff like that has been, you know, something so beautiful that has come from something so horrific. Tragic. Yeah. Tragic. Well, thank you for... If you want to share, you know, something, he was caught. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. Good. 
Thank goodness. Thank goodness. It's, it's just terrible, but there is the slightest amount of justice, you know, with his capture. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that offers, you know, some type of reprieve for listeners because I know it did for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple things that you brought up that I really want. I really want to highlight and. That is the showing up as you are, no matter what, and the fear that comes along with that, right? Because you might not be quote unquote, like peaking emotionally right now, but it doesn't mean that you are unworthy of love. You're unworthy of connection. You're unworthy of support. And you and I are both incredibly strong women. We've we've traversed some incredibly difficult and dark terrain individually you know, we've, we've been in each other's lives when, when that's been happening as well. And with the, the pain that we have endured, let's say, you know, sometimes in the seat of being a victim to some circumstances that were outside of our own control, I see women, I see us, I've seen myself put up this armor that is so strong that nobody can penetrate it. Nobody can, can get through to us anymore because we have been for lifetimes, truly, this is a wound that, that resides within our soul for lifetimes. We have been abused. We have been attacked. We have been silenced. We have been shamed. And so there's this armor, there's this strength that we have to build up, but it's almost as if, oh, well, I've done it all myself now. Why, why, when I'm in the the pits of hell where I've been many times before, would I allow you in when I'm even more vulnerable and the the potential of being hurt is even easier where I'm at right now than, you know, if I were to be in a better headspace, right? So there's this hyper-independence that comes with pain that we've endured. And it sounds like you are learning or relearning or you have found again how to open up and actually receive which is what the feminine does receive help instead of you know isolate which is what I see so many of us tend to do oh I'm going through a really dark time you know I need to isolate and and not burden others with this oh girl say it louder (laughs) oh my gosh I absolutely feel that and like you were talking about you know, divine femininity is like receiving. I have been, I have found so much comfort and security in my masculine my yeah. whole life, you know, and have never really had, I know, I know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I've never really had in my life up until I met my partner, um, a representation of a secure masculine and kind of how that, and you know, we like in our practices and our learning of spirituality, we have had the opportunity to learn that like we are a mirror. The divine feminine is a mirror. And mm-hmm. I definitely feel that like my partner Vince has shown me so many things about myself that, you know, are desperately yearning to be healed and acknowledged from my past, from my soul's past, you know, all of these things that I am learning and like being able to receive help. And I have, it's the thing like resilience. It's, it's so apparent and it's, it's, I feel some kind of way about the term resilience and like calling women resilient because I just hate that. Like we have had to be resilient. Yeah. 
you know, we have had to bounce back to things. And uh, there have been times and partners in my past when I have been going through something so dark and in the hope of like becoming closer or like, you know, healing myself, I have reached out and kind of, you know, asked for help. And it has been either shamed or just something has happened to where it's like forced me to go deeper into this hole Mm. and realizing just like how unhealthy it is. And, but now like it's, it's been cool to receive help and support from somebody that is so genuine about it. A healed masculine. Yes. It just encourages me to rip it apart and unpack it and, and to show up truly as how I am. And, you know, in this process of honoring who I am and honoring my emotions and honoring what my physical body is going through, my mental body and my spiritual self are going through, um, I feel has been so therapeutic. Um, and I, you know, attribute, I, I kind of have been comparing this grief process to the death of my father who passed away. Um, he was hit by a drunk driver and experiencing, you know, both of these grief processes, there are some similarities, but there is also like a way different way of navigating them in the self that I am now, who chooses to honor, who chooses to show up exactly how I am, regardless of what I might think people might think of me or like feeling like I have to suppress all my emotions because I have other responsibilities. I have other people that I need to show up for. So like I need to put myself to the side and that's, that's not happening right now. If I feel like I need to cry just randomly, then I'm going to cry randomly. And I don't care who it's around. Um, because I think like being honest and being vulnerable with yourself, especially in the face of other people is like, such a strong and valiant, you know, thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I love being that and showing other people that like, it's so healthy and it's encouraged. And like, you can inspire other people through being who you are truly. Mm -hmm. And like, what a gift that we have. Yeah. And to know that you're worthy of that support and of that love, no matter where you're at. If your hair's a mess, if you just ran into a wall with your face. If you're crying and there's mascara and there's makeup, we like the people that really love you and the people that want to love you and the people that are waiting somewhere in the world to meet you and to love you. Um, they don't care about that stuff. And it also removes that pressure from ourselves of like, I have to be perfect. And that's what I try so hard to teach people. And that's like one of the main values that's woven into this podcast, into this like energetic vortex where I'm just trying to like push out these healing codes for people, you know, is that you are, Danny, you're doing it every day. <laughs> doing my best, but you know, it's, it's the mission, but it's that, it's that it does like true love comes without judgment. True love is pure acceptance. And if I can't accept you, the where where you're at right now, that means on some level, there's a place where I'm not accepting myself. And I don't think I'm worthy of this type of connection when I'm emotionally in shambles, which by the way, like I, if you wouldn't have told me what's going on, I wouldn't have known you, you really keep it together. I, I really wear my emotions off my sleeve. I'm like, <laughs> you know, uh, for days, but anyways, the point I'm trying to make is like the medicine in this and this is where we're heading to show people that this is what real love is, whether it's sisterhood, you know, a, like a soul brother, a partner, a friend, a, a, a family member. If we can't accept you for where you're at, that means on some level we're not accepting ourselves. 
So thank you for showing up and just being so honest. The transparency is also what's so needed, right? Because we're entrepreneurs, like we, you have, I don't know how many businesses you have. How many businesses do you have? Well, I just, just have like, a, so I have, I have the one right now. I have grounded babes, like flowers and plants. And then I am a nanny. I do content creation, which I'm super excited to talk to you about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's creating content for a rather like controversial platform. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I have my, my cargo job as well. So I'm kind of doing the most I can. You know, right, right. doing it all. Right. <laughs> multi-talented, multifaceted, but ultimately, like on some level, there is that external pressure to be perceived or even just like the natural ego, human inclination to want to be accepted. So it's natural for our 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 being and our brain to be like, oh, I need to adapt. I need to be accepted because in the past we needed to be accepted in order to survive. Right. Right. So, but you continuously like take this metaphorical, like energetic sphere and you, you crash through, you, you crash through all of those um, societal norms. And you're like, no, it just because it's this way, doesn't mean it has to be that way. Right. Doesn't mean that it's that beneficial. Right. It's not the only one. And that's, thank you for saying that. Mm-hmm. I feel that, you know, in this journey of being an entrepreneur and my business is very young right now for many reasons, but like, even right now, like even that I felt this kind of guttural need to explain why my business is still pretty small after like mm-hmm. a year or so of actively working on it. And mm-hmm. that is Still, you know, something that I do with every single day is feeling like, you know, feeling the pressure of the hustle culture that we mm-hmm. as a society are just like, it's pressed on us. And I have so much hope right now for like the near, near future and the future, because I feel like people are waking up to reject the hustle culture and honor ourselves and like how the universe and the world is going to show up for us and present opportunities when they need to be. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, I feel like if I'm not doing something to work on my business, like every single day, every minute, then to me, I'm not doing enough. And that's, you know, something else that I deeply struggle with is not doing enough. And that has shown up in my relationship, shown up in my friendship, shown up in my familial relationships. Like it has shown up in many, many different ways. And I have really, really noticed it in the entrepreneurial side and thinking that like comparison has also been very, very difficult and is the root of a lot of, you know, my struggles that I deal with, like looking at other forests, you know, that mm-hmm. we're starting out the same time. And I am, they, Oh no, they have more Instagram followers than I, Oh no, they're doing more things than I am doing. But like, it's, it's an interesting thing is like being aware of something that you're actively trying to work on because that thought mm-hmm. process is met with like, you know, it reminds me of like the past, your past self and like your ego and stuff talking to you, like you're not doing enough compare yourself to this person met with, my future self who is like, no, you're going to be doing things on your own time for your own reasons. Mm -hmm. And like right in the middle where they're just kind of like fighting each other. But I know that like future self and higher Claire is giving me the awareness that I have right now to really just try and like continue to step forward into that thought process of really like, this is my path. This is my alignment. I trust that the universe is going to give me what she needs to give me when I need it. Right. And just operating that way, I've found it's, you know, once you 
live in alignment and you're actively trying to pursue a life within alignment, and you you and I both know this, the universe mm-hmm. just here you go. Like, here you go. It's everything that yeah. you wanted. Here you go. Like, and it's it's just it, that in itself can be frustrating when like you and I both know that that process works. That is like mm-hmm. the truest process in our existence. But there are still so many things in my life and times when like I'm not living in alignment, and I know I'm not for whether it's fear, like fear of failure, you know. The feeling and the fear of the unknown, diving into something that, like, I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, that shit is scary. And there's a lot of avoidance that comes with that, too. You know, and it's just, I think, really the thing that I can keep honoring to myself and keep telling myself is that, like, just every single day, do what you need to do for you. Mm. That's beautiful because, yeah, you actually answered the questions that I was going to ask you without me having to ask <laughs> because, because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I know we have a lot of values that align. And one of my values for myself is my mental, my physical, my spiritual health comes before anything else, including my work. Because if I can't be in, like, if I can't be clear, if I can't be, you know, stable within myself, how can I provide that space for others? And yes, I can definitely put the ego to the side and I still have the capacity to do that. But what I'm trying to say is I feel like you're, you agree when I say, when it comes to our, our health in general, that takes primary position over our work. And that is going to be inevitable that, you know, we're not going to have that level of growth like that we're seeing. And, and I go through that as well you know, and then I assess and I see how quickly these people have grown. And I'm like, well, they've had to sacrifice their health, their sleep, their well-being. And on the other side of that is a crash that I'm not willing to go through just because I had like a high ticket month, just because I had all these sales, right? Like the question for you is you interweave your spiritual practices and your self-growth practices into the energetics of your business, right? Which ultimately bring you back to that patience that you have. Right. Mm. And, you know, the business, it's, it's a business that stems from my creative energy and my creative exactly. And the business, you know, it's creative flow. It's, it's a flow. Exactly. Like it's going to flow up and down. It's, it ebbs and flows. And, you know, I think just being so set on setting up my business that way, because my business is me, my business Mm -hmm. is creativity. I am creativity. And that's like one of my favorite things about myself is my creative channel and how I choose to honor that. Um, and how I like choose to use it. And I, you know, definitely feel that it's been, it's been hard. Like it's beautiful having your business, your passion and it having it, you know, stem from your creative flow. But that's also really tough too, because when the creativity is not there, the want to like turn it into something that it's not is not within alignment. Yeah. So for me, I can't be in force. I mean, I can, right. The creative, what the creative flow is, is the feminine, right. It's about, flowing with what's moving through you, what's coming to you. And so let's say like I'm having, 
you know, a difficult mental health day or my energy just feels off or like something, something triggered me and I have to work through it, but I'm just, I'm trying to compartmentalize it and just push through. Inevitably those, those energetics are like interwoven into what you're creating. And when you're in force, it blocks that. Right. So I, I've never found a good outcome when I'm trying to force things. It will it just means that it's not meant for you in that time. And the universe is constantly bringing us back to like, this is about you. This is about your happiness. This is about, you know, contentment, the present moment. And if we're trying to force creation, like we're going against the the laws of the universe, right? And you're not going to win. You're not going to win. Right. So you're just going to be faced with more frustration. Yeah. Yeah. But what I do really want to, how I kind of want to like connect this all back together is I would love to know how your, your creative process is with your emotions, with the grief that you're feeling right now, because, you know, I, I do believe you're a transmuter, you know how to channel that in different ways. So I'm curious how, maybe it's too soon, maybe how you've processed it into the, in the past, how you've like used that as fuel for your creative outlet and for your individual expansion. I love that. So to answer your question, it's, um, it's, I, I'm not really sure yet. I feel like I'm kind of in the mode, like right before I'm going to figure out how I want to utilize this energy. Um, because that, that is something that I really enjoy doing. And you said the term transmuter transmuting like essentially like alchemizing like turning it transforming one thing into something else oh my gosh I love that so much and I have been searching for that term Danny literally because (laughs) I have felt that's so crazy oh I love that so much because I have told myself and you know many times through meditation or whether I'm you know sitting and having a ceremony with mushrooms I um have deeply felt that it is one of my life's calling to take energy that can be difficult for some people to absorb. And like, I always, I always like visualize it as this, is that like, I'm taking in this energy that is daunting and sad and, you know, traumatic. And it all kind of like hangs out in my body and my body like just allows it to, or my body just kind of takes it and recycles it and transforms it into something. And I, through my fingertips is where I like my fingertips, literally when I'm designing, I feel like I have like creative flow, like coming energy coming through me. And that's definitely, um, you know, that like channel of releasing that energy that I've alchemized has been through my voice has been through my hands, um, has just been through my presence. And it's been interesting to kind of feel that, that process of it, you know, working through and, you know, my soul determining how I'm going to utilize this type of energy. And I've been going through a really big and kind of like a long creative funk mm. even before this. But, you know, the, the thing is, and I'm, I'm really excited to tell you this, mm-hmm. I, for the last like three weeks, probably I have been feeling this really dark energy coming and I've had no idea you know what how it was going to manifest 
and I lost Lauren and I lost another friend from my like middle school and high school days. Um, wow. We were really good friends when we were younger. We, you know, just life kind of happens, but she did unfortunately pass as well. And I no longer have that feeling that like doom feeling that I was having. And I believe that like a good amount of that creative funk that I have been feeling has been from that because it can be almost paralyzing mm-hmm. and very scary. <clears throat> so I feel that, um, you know, right now I'm kind of deciding how I want to take these next couple weeks for myself. Um, I am feeling, I do have some excitement in me to create again because when the time is right and when I do want to create, I really want to jump on that because it makes me feel so good. It makes me feel like I'm moving forward in my business. It makes me feel like I'm moving forward with my creative channel and I'm blocking it. Um, <clears throat> You're a Scorpio, right? See. I um, am a Libra double Scorpio. Double Scorpio. Okay, so your moon's in Scorpio. Yeah, moon and rising are in Scorpio. Okay, can I can I share with you some information Please. on that? Please. Okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but like the this, this Scorpio, Scorpio is my North node. It's what I'm destined to do in this life. And it's literally the, they're the God of the underworld, so to speak, like the God of the darkness. They work with darkness. They're not afraid of it. They, they use it as their muse, especially with the moon in Scorpio. Like that's your emotions. That's your intuition. There have been so many Scorpio moons in my life recently. It's crazy, but Anyways, that's like, yeah, that's why you have this innate gift, the same gift that I have to be a transmuter in this world, an empath. Like we have the strength in our soul and the the many, many lifetimes of experience of already naturally being an alchemist, being that transmuter. And also Scorpio, like having that tapped in, intuition to the darkness that's coming like already knowing with your soul and your energetic body that something dark was coming weeks prior to the actual occurrence just shows you and shows me how intuitive you are it's very very powerful and it just makes sense the way that you're expressing how you work and how you you know, the, the energy that you move into when you're creating, it, it just makes so much sense. So, yeah. That's really validating to hear. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. It's a part of being a creator is using our lives, our lives, our experiences, whatever we're going through, highs, lows in between to turn that into something powerful and beautiful but it is a process like you don't have to do it it doesn't have to be you know every time you're feeling something you have to create but inevitably it sounds like you know that that process is emerging within you naturally and you're trusting it mm-hmm. and I trust that you know yeah. I trust that like and you were talking about force earlier and I have spent so many years trying to force myself into being somebody I'm not doing things that I'm not and just like showing up in ways that like I'm not supposed to um so it feels really good to kind of like let go of wanting to force that Mm -hmm. and I feel like because of that when the time to create comes and that energy that creative energy comes and is ready for me to express it how I choose it's like so apparent that like this is now the time like and I think just kind of getting that validation for myself like when I really really understand like now is not the time for me to create like 
this is not meant for me. The same, like, because I, like, on the same token, like, I feel that so deeply, I also feel so deeply. Okay, now's the time. Now I want to go buy flowers. Now I want to go work with plants. Now I want to be outside. I want to speak to my guides. I want to meditate. I want to, you know, create. It's like, it's this excitement that comes from within. It's this fire that is just like ignited and it's so exciting and it, you know, makes you want to jump on it immediately, which I'm like, I know that time will come for me again, because that's, that's who I am and that's how it goes. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm trying not to get too caught up on the future that holds that. And really just because I feel that if I don't honor my time now and the grief and the sadness and the anger and the emotions that are, you know, a lot of people coin as like negative or bad emotions, they're still just emotions in general. I feel that, you know, when I allow myself to do that, it's like more good things are unlocked in this kind of like future of allowing myself to sit in that creative flow. So it's, it's an exciting thing. And I allow myself to be excited because I really am working on honoring right now in this moment, how, how my body feels. Mm. People good. can learn so much from that. And I don't know if you saw me, I was tearing up a little bit because I just thought back, like I saw you a year ago before I left to Costa Rica. And I don't know, I'm getting so choked up, choked up, but the growth that you have had in a year, in 12 months. Like I knew you were spiritual, but the way that you're talking about this and how much it has integrated and how much it's expanded for you and how you've really been leaning into and embracing your feminine. I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm blown away, blown away by the growth that you've had in 12 months. And I know when I saw you last, I was not, in a great place either and to see the revolution of you the evolution revo- revolution too as women yeah. but the divine yeah. the revolution right yeah. that, that was meant to be said as mm-hmm. of the divine feminine we are leaning into that i used to resist i've always been emotional which is an aspect of the feminine but i used to resist like being softer and slower and like not softer just physically, but like energetically, like it, there was always have the space to do that either. Right. Right. That's true. We kind of have been, we were just mostly trying to survive for a really long period when we were younger, but just to honor how much you've expanded as a person, as a spiritual being and how much that has been brought into your business as well. I'm just like in awe. Congratulations. And I'm so so happy for you. Of course, before we move on to the next question I have, I want to talk a little bit more about grief before we move on. I I would love to. Yes. This is such, it's like grief is such a, it's similar to feminine rage, right? As, as far as like the amount of shame I feel like, or dodginess we get when wanting to talk about it or wanting to express it. It's like a lot of people can't handle the energy of it. So they don't want to talk about it, but my loves (laughs) grief is with life comes loss with loss comes life. And with, you know, love comes grief. There's they're two sides of the same coin and it's not just that we lose people it's not just that we lose parts of our lives it's not just that we grieve loss physically 
we also grieve it if you're on this path like you and I of, of spiritual enlightenment and self-evolution and self-mastery. We're going to lose many pieces of ourself. We're going to let go. And that in itself has a grieving process as well. So I just want to hear your perspective on grief and where you're at with that, what you want to share with the listeners. Grief for me um, is very revealing. Very, very revealing. Um, It just strips you down to your rawest form, which can be so much because it's not you're not just experiencing the rawness of this horrific thing that happened. Like I'm experiencing the rawness of my past self, like younger Claire. I'm experiencing the rawness of like the triggers of death, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like there's just so many challenging things that come from grief, which just, you know, like you said, encourages us to kind of like push it away and dodge it and not really want to deal with it because it's it's not like it's I feel like the term grief encompasses like a myriad of other emotions and other experiences that you're about to go through but for me grief is also it's it can be a beautiful process because like you were saying like with death comes life and with grief I believe comes love and, you know, the love that I've just been seeing for Lauren and for her family and the love that I have with myself that I, you know, I'm really, really trying to like wrap my arms around myself and hug myself and offer myself love has been a really beautiful process to like see how I show up for myself as well. Um, but grief, I mean, it's also very like, it can be very fueling too. You know, it can ignite the wanting and the longing for deeper connection for people that are on this earth now. Mm. And it really just puts it like forces you to put everything in your life in perspective immediately. You know, how you show up in your friendships and like, like for me, like I, it's, I've lost a lot in my life and it's very important for me, whether I'm aware of it consciously or it's happening subconsciously, every single time I leave somebody that I care about, I have to make sure that like I say, I love you or say, you know, some nice thing that like the end of the meeting or their connection, you know, has to be good sometimes. Like I want to walk away like feeling good about this because you never know if that's going to be the last time that you see that person. So like, it is so sad to operate that way by that, but like, it has encouraged me to show up in relationships and in little tiny moments. Um, it has encouraged me to show up in a really loving, good way mm-hmm. that I feel is like a beautiful ripple effect with people, you know, and that's, yeah. that's just something that I've got kind of gathered from it. But grief is a learning process. It's the opportunity to heal yourself and to, you know, potentially show up a way that you really want to show up. Like I love about myself how I show up for people. I love the strength and my hugs that I give to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I love this space and like the listening ear that I give to people and that all of those have been really, really apparent during this awful time of grief. You know, I've been able to find 
And I think that's like also part of the process too, is like kind of like clinging on to anything, any positive light, anything that you can cling on to, to like, yeah, really like cling on to it because grief is like a deep abyss sometimes. Yeah. Like you just feel alone and surrounded by all of these awful things. So like if I can cling on to like the fact that somebody is looking forward to me giving them a hug the next time I work, like I'm going to cling the fuck onto that because that makes me feel good about myself and that I know that I'm going to make another person feel good. And for me, like, mm-hmm. that's, that's, you know, a great thing that grief brings to life, I think. Yeah. As you're speaking about that, and thank you for sharing that. I think that's a really beautiful perspective. It, it What I kind of see is, like, it, it's like this wave that comes into your life and it just cleanses all of the selfish, egoic bullshit that we so and I don't maybe I don't want to call it bullshit because there's a per there's a purpose and a place for everything and all the seasons that we go through but you know we can get so self-focused that when something like this happens it is a reminder it is like it kind of wipes the the dirt off of your your lens and you're like holy shit the the only thing that matters in life is relationships and love and connection. And so I'm going to go and give the people in my life what I, you know, should have been doing. Don't shit all over yourself, but I'm going to invest more time and more energy. And this is just a reminder of that because at the end of the day, when we're on our deathbeds, when when the universe or our soul is like, okay, it's time to go, like we're done here we want to be in a point where we look back and we see through that lens of we prioritize loving the people in our lives because that's inevitably all that really matters. And you and I are such givers. We have such big hearts, such big hearts. Like all I want to do is hug and all I want to do is hug and love people and tell them how fucking amazing they are. Like Mm -hmm. I was doing that Saturday. I finally met this group of soul tribe out here after three months of it like of not really having community and that was really difficult and I finally met these people on Saturday and they all had open hearts and I swear to god we like opened a portal in the club and we were just dancing the house music like most of the people were sober and we were just like in a bubble of fucking love you know and when you experience that you're reminded like I've been so emotional this whole episode. You're reminded that that is the the only thing that really matters Mm -hmm. is community and connection. And when you have that energy, you have more energy to move forward in your own endeavors. We're in such a period of divisiveness. I'm so happy. Women and men. Women and men. Oh, yes. Even better. It was a healed men. Like, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Healed men. (laughs) We love it. (laughs) We love it. And that's a perfect segue because I want to talk about, I want to touch on your relationship. You've already talked about it. Like, you've planted a couple of seeds, and I want to really Mm -hmm. talk about. Oh, because we've seen each other in so many. Oh, God. But we love them. We love them. We do. We love them. And we also honor ourselves in those relationships because (laughs) it taught us everything, you know, that we have now. Yes. And also like, wow, we've been through it. There's been highs and lows and 
I do believe the Claire that I see now, like we're constantly re-meeting each other, right? Because we're we're always different. Every single day we're changing. Yeah. But I do believe that the Claire I see now, a big part of your growth has been from the amazing masculine that's in your life. So do you want to share a little bit about that process? Yes. Oh, yes. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Some water, please. <laughs> what a process. Um so his name is Vince, and you got to meet him right before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And the introduction of him in my life has been, like, the most life-altering, like, revealing, um, kind of scary experience. Uh, it's like, so we met, I just, like... I don't know how I can sometimes I can kind of ramble and like, I get really excited to talk about him and like our relationship. So like help me, like guide me through this. Um, I got you. I got you. You I just want to make sure we touch, we touch on everything that you want to talk about today. So just know like. So Claire and I talked for a couple of hours in this episode. So I'm going to be breaking it up into two separate episodes. If you want to connect with Claire just based off of her magnetic energy and who she really embodies and what she really embodies as a person and as an empowered, strong woman, then I definitely recommend checking out her Instagram and reaching out to her there. It's at Claire Natalia underscore, and you can find all of her information, all of her pictures, all of her content there, and shoot her a message. She would be happy to connect with you. And stay tuned for next week's episode where we finish our magnetic conversation. If you liked this episode, please, please, please share, like, follow the community, um, subscribe, leave a review for us at the Fitness Being Podcast leave a review for me, what you're gaining from it, and just continue to spread this magic and these light codes across the planet, across the globe. Thank you guys so much. Go ahead and follow me at Limitless Being Podcast on all platforms, and you can follow my personal page and connect with me there at danielle.limitlessbeing. We'll see you next episode.